Tennessee's magical run is over. Alabama has a surprising loss against LSU, but we still have so much to be thankful for with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Our small market teams are kind of struggling when it comes to football and basketball. Can they overcome the struggles? And why isn't anyone really talking about Clemson's loss? It's time to take a deep dive on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. This night's almost over. Honest. Let's make this night last what is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Serlman, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jakesil14. And returning from, I guess we can call it a week-long hiatus, is my co-host, Christy. Welcome back. Hi, it's good to be back. And sadly, we wish we had, you know, more exciting news to go over on Christy's return, but, you know we can blame Bill O'Brien for that. So obviously more on him later, but the first thing I want to go over is that we saw it coming. Tennessee is not magical. No, I think, I don't know if Tennessee fans were waiting for the crack to happen, but everyone else was waiting and there it was. You know, there's a word in the English dictionary for this. It's called delusional. Mm Mm-hmm. And I hate to be that person who is, you know, yes, we're still sad because of what happened, but it's something that, you know, we needed to see this, you know, they came out and they looked like every past Tennessee team that has ever played. Yeah, it was really rough, but not even so much a wake up call to the team. I think it was a wake up call to Knoxville and the fans in general. I don't know if you saw the story about the fans leaking Stetson Bennett's phone number the night before and they were blowing up his phone. Like that's just immature. No, but you want to know that what that sounds like? That sounds just like when Alabama played LSU in 2007 mm-hmm. and LSU did the same thing. Yeah, it's it's just, it's not cool. And I know it's college. These are still technically kids, I guess. But it's like, grow up. It's, looking at this, it was, I hate to say it, this is exactly how I expected this game to go. I was expecting that Georgia was going to find a way to score quickly, to come out mm-hmm. on top. But they're doing this without Nolan Smith. And, you know, he's super hard to replace. But looking at... Hedden Hooker's numbers, pedestrian. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had 385 passing yards against Alabama. He had half that in this game. It was it was astonishing because everyone was so convinced that this is going to be like the 90s of Tennessee, and it's not. I mean, they looked just lost i mean mm-hmm. obviously playing in athens is going to be hard but you want right. to know who does well when they play in athens you guessed it alabama <laughs> yeah it it was messy and it's not like georgia was pulling out these fantastic plays or anything i mean they were just playing nitty-gritty football no and i mean that's the thing about this georgia team is that they played a good game. I mean, Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett looked the best that he has looked all season. 
Yeah, I agree. And then Hendon Hooker looked the worst. I mean, he had the fumble in the end zone, and that was a whole mess. And, and he his threw interception, a pick. right? Yeah. I mean, that's another thing too is that Kiwi Ringo had not had an interception against anyone since the national championship game mm-hmm. in January. Yeah, and, and he comes out and has an interception. Yeah, what a game to, to do it. I mean, looking at these Georgia stats, Stetson Bennett, 17 of 25, and they ran the ball, but they had, mm-hmm. you know, six different players, including Brock Bowers. I don't know why they love to run him so much. And even though none of the receivers topped 100 yards, they still found a way to beat Tennessee where we've been hearing, oh, this is such a great defense. They're going to find a way to mix it up. No, oh my gosh. Like I said, they looked like every Tennessee team that has played Georgia in the past. It's as if that, you know, playing Georgia made them realize that they're not as special. Right. And I don't want to take credit away from what Hendon Hooker and Josh Huppel have done for this team this season. It has been impressive, but we knew it was coming to a halt. We really did. I mean, you know, a lot of people were comparing this team to 2019 LSU. Mm -hmm. And eventually with 2019 LSU, everyone goes to the NFL. And in 2020, they come crashing down. Right. And then it's rebuilding. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The same thing happened with this team because they were halfway through the season. And everyone's saying, they're going to win. They're going to, you know, go all the way. Where are all the Tennessee fans now? Right. All those Tennessee fans we talked about Friday, they're gone. No, absolutely. So I think with this, it's definitely a humbling loss, but they kind of deserved it. That's the best way to put it. No, I agree. They they needed to learn. You know, they've been telling Alabama you need to learn how to lose a few. They needed to learn how to win because the way they were celebrating their wins was ridiculous. But this loss, I think, just opens their eyes a little bit. No, I definitely have to agree. I mean, with this, I feel like this is the best we've seen Georgia all year. I mean, Mm -hmm. there were so many games where you and I would break it down and saying they just look off, something's not right. They struggled against Missouri. They struggled against Kent State. And now they seem to look like the Georgia that we saw last year. Right, and I think, the hype around them this year has been so quiet. So I think this is going to help get that back in louder. I definitely think that right now, Georgia might have the best chance to repeat. I mean, obviously Michigan and Ohio state, one of them is going to lose Clemson. Mm-hmm. We'll get to more later, but you know, they got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I don't think TCU deserves to be in the top four. Tennessee is not going to get back into the playoff because of how they performed. And really with that, there isn't much there. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Georgia-Michigan matchup. But Michigan, they played Georgia last year, and Georgia dominated. Yeah, they did. And, you know, like you said, Tennessee's out. They could get to the SEC championship, but Georgia would have to lose their last two SEC games, which that's not going to happen. No. (laughs) But you're right. I think the Michigan team, they're a different team than last year. 
So while I think the game may be closer, I'm not sure that they can win. I definitely have to agree. I just don't think Tennessee shouldn't have been ranked that high. They Mm -hmm. definitely should have been at least number four and then proven because the same thing happened with Mississippi State in 2014. Mm -hmm. They ranked them too high. They came in and they lost to Alabama. Yeah, and even, you know, coming from an Alabama fan, I think Georgia probably should have started the season at number one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we deserve that. Mm -mm. But moving on to our next topic, the struggles of Alabama. Wait, let me rephrase that. The struggles that are known as William James O'Brien. Uh, I've been saying it for I don't know how many episodes that he needs to be gone. And he's still not gone. One of the things that I think about with this Alabama team is that they don't have heart. Mm-hmm. And they're not disciplined. And it, it's concerning because I had seen a tweet somewhere that said, we just wasted Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, and Will yeah. Anderson with their talent on a team that isn't even as good as we thought. And, you know, Nick Saban kind of saw this coming, I think. He always hinted that he was afraid of this when the whole NIL deal thing went down. And I do credit it to that because what do these players have to prove anymore? Exactly. I mean, I'm not seeing really anything proven. It's Mm -mm. something where I think that, you know, we had – Jamo proved so much last year. He came in and he was basically, I don't want to say he was kicked to the curb by Ohio State, but they did not see him as a part of the future. And we struck gold. And then Jermaine Burton comes, and I know it's a tough ask to have Jermaine Burton fill the shoes of Jamo, but this might be the first year. Actually, this is going to be the first year we don't have a receiver. Over a thousand yards, right? And there's not one single star receiver. Usually, we have two or three, and you can't even pick out one. No, I think we were definitely spoiled, but it's also these freshmen too. I mean, Isaiah mm-hmm. Bond isn't stepping up. Kobe Prentice isn't stepping up. Jacory Brooks was targeted more than any other player, right? And he had flashes, but that was it. He didn't do anything that made people say, wow, you know, he is going to be the next great Alabama receiver. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Burton wasn't targeted. Cameron Latu wasn't targeted. I hate to say this, but I feel like no one who has eligibility left should go to the NFL next year except Bryce and Will. Oh, I totally agree. I don't they wouldn't be drafted high. I mean, I don't think it'd be worth it for them. They need more time. But like you were saying, you know, those players would have a flash on the screen, JoJo, Earl, any of them. And I would say to myself, well, where have they been the whole game? And it was all of them. It, it was all of them. And I mean, they have such a terrific coach in mm-hmm. Holman Wiggins. He was responsible for the development of Smitty. He was responsible for, you know, molding Mechie and JMO into a top tandem and the players love him but it's as if they don't want to look at him and say this is the guy who can get me to the next level no I can get there myself right and you know 
I I don't know how you fix that attitude. It's an attitude thing. I think they they just need to be sat down and said, mm-hmm. "Look, you're playing like garbage. You need to find a way to get this to look better." And most importantly, I don't care if you're a four-star or five-star recruit because I have other players coming in who might be better. You know, that's what happened with Julio Jones. That's what happened with Amari Cooper. So I I just think that they need a wake-up call. And look, I'm not mad that we lost to LSU. I'm more mad that we lost to Brian Kelly, of all people. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't give him much credit coming (laughs) into LSU. No, but I mean, anyone who says, I do declare... All right, we don't talk uh, like that in the South. No, and, you know, when the first time he came down here, he started the fake accent. Like, I just, I don't know. He got on my nerves a lot, but I, I, I got to give him credit. I got to give him credit, but I also think that, just looking back at it, we should have so many players come back next year because mm-hmm. the job isn't finished. I mean, I feel like the roles are reversed. It's that, you know, Georgia became us and we became Georgia. Oh, and who would have ever thought? No, I mean, I know someone was saying we should get Kirby. Kirby's not going to come back. No. I, I would love for Kirby to come back after David retires, but I don't think he will. And... I mean, but we've something's got to change. That's another thing, too. A lot of people are saying that Nick Saban's going to retire. He's not. No, he's not he's retiring. Not retire he's, with he's also not going to Auburn. Like, I've seen Who that so that? many times. I've seen him, and they've put him in an Auburn sweatshirt. There's all kinds of memes. They, they can take Bill O'Brien or Pete Golding. Oh, please. Um, It's, it's just... I mean, I know that this is a lot similar to 2019, but what happened after 2019? We came back and we won the national championship. So, I mean, that gives me hope there. But also, more importantly, stop rushing the field. Uh, it it really is annoying, and it's just so overdone. And they're rushing the field during regular season games. That's what gets me the most. I think that with and with this, it's just it always seems to happen after a big upset win. But there was a video of an LSU student trying to get in Nick Saban's face. Does anyone learn anything? Right. We just went through this whole investigation. Obviously, nothing came of it. Like the same thing happened when Alabama played Ole Miss in 2014, mm-hmm. and the guy got decked. And it almost happened this time again. So, really with this, I don't know why people think it's so exciting. But please stop rushing the field or else y'all are going to keep getting fined. And we're going to laugh at you for that because you did that to yourself. Right. I agree. Um, next point, why can't our O-line protect and why can't our receivers catch? And, you know, we've kind of already gone into our receivers a little bit. But I don't know. Like I said. I would see them get one little flash of something on the screen and be like, well, where were they the whole time? And it was just so frustrating. It's definitely frustrating on my end too, because we have such a talented offensive line and so many returning stars from last year and they just look lost. Yeah, that's the thing. These The O-line is not brand new at all. 
No, I mean, we have a very talented center. I'm glad that Seth got the start. I feel like he's probably a much better and much more physical center. JC Latham has struggled all year. Yeah, he has. And I, I don't know why. Well, these holding calls are killing them. It really is. And I mean, I don't know if it's just that we need a new O-line coach because I I don't think we had a good O-line coach the past few years. I mean, Doug Marone was not good for us. Right. And then Eric Wolford took his spot and it's not impressive. No, I mean, who knows? Maybe it will be next year where we see some improvement. I know it's crazy for Alabama fans to start thinking about next year. But right now, you can tell that the whole Alabama team is frustrated, and so are the fans. And side note, Bill O'Brien needs to be replaced by Garrett Riley, who is Lincoln Riley's brother. And I I would love that. I mean, it would just be like a second coming of Lane Kiffin. Oh, and you know me, I'm just holding out for Lane Kiffin that he's going to come back one day, but yeah, I'll take Garrett Riley until then. I feel like he would be a good hire. I sadly tweeted out earlier that Frank Reich, who had just been fired by the Indianapolis Colts, should mm-hmm. be considered, but a lot of people are saying no to that. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's hard to take fired coaches I think because they come with this I don't know that you call it baggage but they're coming with a negative light from being fired so I don't know if that would help Alabama's mindset right now yeah actually now that you mentioned it I mean that's basically how we got Bill Mm O'Brien so okay yeah (laughs) never mind no more Frank Reich um yeah so if anyone thinks that there should be a certain person who should be the next offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, please let us know. I feel like Jeremy Pruitt would be good, but I also know that there's a lot of baggage with him. There is. So I really don't know. I mean, I would love for them to bring – no, D'Amico would not come back. I don't Mm -hmm. think he would want to come back to Alabama. He's doing extremely well with the 49ers. Yeah. I don't know. It's just – it's hard. There will be a bunch of names that pop up, but I also think that I wouldn't be surprised if we went after, and I saw this earlier, if we went after Todd Munkin, the Mm. offensive coordinator at Georgia. Yeah. Do you think he would leave? I don't know. I feel like right now it would be something where – it would depend. I mean, he doesn't really have a connection to Alabama, but he did coach wide receivers at LSU when Saban was there. Mm, yeah, that would be an interesting one. And, you know, he might not have much of a tie to Georgia next year once Stetson's gone. And I don't know. He might not feel that connection anymore. That's true. I mean, I feel like with this – I. Uh, that's, I guess, a name that we could potentially look mm-hmm. at. So be on the lookout for some surprising coaches, kind of like what Auburn does. You know, who knows? Auburn will always find a way to surprise us all. Oh, Cadillac's doing such a great job. Let's go hire this guy who coaches at Texas mm-hmm. Southwest University. Right. Also, 
yeah. Lane Kevin is not going to Auburn either. I've seen that one. Where too. did everyone think of this from? I mean, Lane uh, does not like Auburn. No, and he he even like retweeted something that said, "Oh, Deion Sanders would be a good choice." Like getting his name out of the, <laughs> out of the ballot. I don't, I don't think Prime is going to Auburn either. No. I think he he loves where he is right now. Mm-hmm. He loves that he gets to coach his son, and that he loves that he's making a really big difference in these mm-hmm. kids' lives. Nope, I agree. Um, and if Prime were to go anywhere, he would go to Florida State because he mm-hmm. graduated. From yeah, no, he has no connection to Auburn. He, no ties, no interest. No, but that's okay, Auburn. You will find your coach, or you will be back to the drawing board in two years, like you usually are. Moving on to our third point, the small market teams in the South struggled this weekend, mm. and I don't know who to blame because I feel like it was awful. Because the best way for me to put it was that. Saturday was awful because Alabama lost, the Pelicans lost, and the Astros won the World Series. But I do have a little glimpse of good news for you. All the previous Alabama quarterbacks won. That is true. Um, I definitely think that that's a big win for sure. Tua looked great as okay. usual. Um, Mac Jones, Mac looks good. But this O-line does not like him for some reason. No, it's so odd from what he came in and did with the team last year. I truly don't know what is going on with him. And, of course, Jalen, you know, continues Mm -hmm. to look terrific. I'm so proud of him. Um, My only concern is for him to throw Smitty the ball more because I have Smitty on my fantasy team. (laughs) Well, I hope they hear this for your sake. I hope so. I mean, I had a class with Jalen my senior year of college. Such a terrific guy. Super humble, super down to earth, really funny. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if someone would show this to him. But I am proud of the two of them and everyone out there, especially because two is also undefeated in games he Mm -hmm. starts and finishes. Yeah, no, I'm so proud of him, especially for the injury he went through and suffered and to be able to come back from that is it says a lot but that does give us some glimmer but we do have to focus on the elephant in the room and no big al is not standing next to me that'd be really cool if he was i mean shout out to him but with this past weekend the pelicans lost the hornets lost the atlanta falcons lost the titans lost and the Panthers lost. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's any coming back for any of them. Well, I think there's some coming back for the Titans. You know, they are still in the hunt. Yeah. But I have to remind myself, they were playing a rookie. You know, there was no Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that. And Derrick Henry can only do so much. The Panthers. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's so true. Like I saw a preview for the game and. The whole preview was just Derrick Henry, and I said the same thing. Like, he can only carry the team by himself for so long. Oh, absolutely. The Panthers, they've got a quarterback controversy because they took out P.J. Walker and put in Baker, and the head coach said, well, I'm not going to tell you who's who. And I said, that's why you're not a head coach, Steve Wilkes. That's why he got fired in the first place. Yeah, and and I've I've never been a Baker fan, but I don't know. He's – they don't really have an idea or identity. I mean, we've been saying no. that since the beginning. Mm-hmm. The Falcons, 
had a lead and like standard Falcons, <laughs> they blew it. I was going to say the same thing. That's kind of their MO. If you can remember from Billy Madison when Adam Sandler yells at the kid, you blew it. That's basically, I think, what all Falcons fans are thinking. They had a chance. They were looking good, but now they aren't. And I'm kind of concerned. But they did get Cordero Patterson back. They did. And, you know, how much of an impact can he make? I'm, I'm not sure. No one really knows. I mean, that's the thing about teams in the NFC South is that no one really knows what's going to happen. I mean, the Buccaneers won, but did they look good or are the Rams just really bad? Right. Um, And then when it comes to basketball, the Pelicans lost, but I mean, it's still early in the season. Same with the Hornets. I have to remind myself that there are so many games. So if you lose early on, that's okay. It's more important if you are winning down the line. Mm -hmm. So I think that they can salvage their season. But really, I mean, I hope our football team can salvage their season too, because right now our prediction or my prediction that we have a team from the South in the Super Bowl isn't really looking good. Oh, yeah, that's a stretch. I don't know about Super Bowl. But I want that exposure because, I mean, in a sense, Mike Tirico gave us a shout-out on Sunday Night Football yesterday. Well, not the show explicitly, but he did say, you know, how come when I turn on the TV, I'm never seeing anything about the Tennessee Titans? Why am I only seeing stuff about Los Angeles, the Dallas Cowboys, Mm -hmm. or even New York? And I said, oh, my gosh. That's where this whole podcast came from, Mike Tirico. So if anyone wants to share this with Mike Tirico, uh, please do. He's probably one of the best announcers out there. And I think he would enjoy this. So you can tweet him at Mike Tirico. And hopefully he'll listen to it. If not, hey, we still made it on his mind. And that's what the main purpose of the show is. It is. So right now, I mean, even though they struggled, there's still a lot to look forward to. It's only the midway point of the NFL. NBA still very much has a lot left to play. So I don't think there's too much to be nervous about. And moving on to our final point, Clemson is a joke. I think this is another thing I've said from the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) I definitely have to agree. Um, I think it's also more obvious that the Davo to Alabama might actually be Mm -hmm. happening in the next 10 years. Yeah, he was one of the ones that I said was overrated on TikTok, and I got so much flack for that. But I don't know that I'm wrong. I feel like Davo is only as good as his best player, especially best quarterback, and right now he doesn't really have one of those. Well, didn't we say in one of the first episodes that you were on that Davo's only as good and can only do well if he has a generational quarterback? Yep, and here we are. It's insane to think how with Deshaun Watson, we don't like Deshaun Watson because of no. reasons, and Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. without those two, they did not accomplish much. Right, I mean... Those two were the identity of Clemson. That was it. A lot of people forget about Taj Boyd, 
being there. Todd Boyd was a pretty good quarterback, but people forget about him because he didn't win. Kelly Bryant was there. He was decent. He didn't win. Mm-mm. And then after Trevor left, it's just been downhill for DJ Uyunglele. I'm glad you know how to say his name. <laughs> uh, I, I've tried. Um, I like I, I've definitely practiced or I've just listened to Chris Fowler say it a few too many times. I used to just call him DJU. Yeah, I'm just going to call him DJ. <laughs> um, but one of the things with the Clemson Tigers they don't know how to handle their quarterback position because they just benched DJ for their freshman quarterback as if everything was okay. Right. And then they had him in there and then for not even that long, didn't even give him a chance after he threw an interception. No, I think with that, um, obviously I know Dabo is a good coach. I know he knows what he can do, but he threw one pass which was intercepted uh-huh. and then they took him out right and dj uyangawe threw the ball 39 times he had a very similar day that hendon hooker had so there's your top two heisman <laughs> front runners i mean you basically right now should just give the heisman trophy to cj stroud uh, what'd you do cj or stetson um I don't really know. I mean, I feel like right now Stetson's numbers are a little bit lower than last year. If CJ Stroud has a really good game against Michigan, I think he'll win. But it could be between the two of them. I would, Bryce is still going to be there because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's going to hand out the trophy too. But right now, looking at Georgia, they play Mississippi State. Then they play Kentucky, and then they play Georgia Tech. Stetson will have to have a 300 passing yard game, but he's not going to because that's not his M.O. Right. Yeah, but it does have to go to one of those two. I I don't think Hendon Hooker or anybody from Clemson, whoever we're going to play, can be in the running. No, I I definitely have to agree there. I mean, looking at – the FanDuel app right now, it's mentioning that Hendon Hooker is still on here, but obviously, you know, they're still going to have him on there no matter Uh what. But looking at this right now, this is after this past week. So we've got CJ Stroud, Hendon Hooker, and then we also have Blake Corum, the Michigan running back, Uh Edson Bennett, and then somehow, who put Bonix on here? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, it was probably Bill O'Brien. I know no, he doesn't. He never coached. No, but that. I mean, these are the odds right now. You've got CJ Stroud up there, then Hendon. Then you got Boy Corum, Caleb Williams, Bonix, Drake May, Stetson Bennett, Jaden Daniels, Bryce Young, Max Duggan, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, John Robinson, Brock Bowers. Hey, Jameer's on here. Um, so we've got some good players. Well, let me rephrase that. We've got some good players in Bo Nix. <laughs> yeah, that's an odd outlier. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be something very interesting to see if Bo Nix won the Heisman 
And so many Auburn fans, I would feel bad for Auburn. I mean, how embarrassing would that be if your generational legacy quarterback transfers and wins the Heisman? Right. I mean, I knew it was hard for us to see Jalen transfer to Oklahoma and do so well and be a runner up. But Jalen still mentions how he loves Alabama. Right. I don't think Bo Nix. Everyone does. I don't think Bo Nix mentions how much he loves Auburn. No. So, um, yeah, that would be pretty embarrassing, too. Um, But moving back to Clemson, they're much worse than people think. Oh, I totally agree. I I thought that the whole season. I mean, they have some close games, and they barely beat. Syracuse, Florida State, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, like they beat them, but barely. They they should have been exposed a while ago. And I think a big part of this is Brett Venables and Tony Elliott leaving. I mean, those are two long tenured assistant coaches. It's gone downhill from there. And I know that Dabo has done a good job building this team up, but he can't do everything. Right. Now he, even in his press conferences, he's kind of taking the blame on himself. But, you know, that's what a head coach does. But I think he's starting to feel it. I definitely agree. I think with it, I mean, he's been at the center of the rebuilding for Clemson. So he understands Mm -hmm. it. But there's just so many questions with this team. And he's not handling the quarterback position well I mean you can't bench your quarterback after he throws two interceptions and then go back to him the next week yeah it's definitely an odd it's just an odd mindset he's in the whole team is in I think with this Clemson needs to reevaluate I mean they have a good culture they have a good coaching Mm -hmm. staff but you have to choose a quarterback I mean, imagine if Nick Saban went up to Bryce Young and said, hey, you're not playing. Ty Simpson is playing. And they just skip over Jimmy, um, Jim Milrow. Mm-hmm. Honestly, everyone would be so weirded out by that. And then if the receivers started doing well, then, oh, my freaking gosh, if that <laughs> actually happened, I'm going to be so annoyed. But, no, I see what you're saying It. The chemistry is different from quarterback to quarterback. So how can you prepare yourself and change that quickly? It's also one thing if you were starting someone who had been in the system for a while. Mm -hmm. This quarterback is a freshman. Right. And how many times is that going to work? I mean, everyone who's an Alabama fan knows that when Jalen Hurts stepped onto the field as a freshman, he fumbled his first snap. Mm-hmm. and he went off and had one of the best college careers out there. How many times are we going to see something like that? But I just think Dabo needs to understand that what he's doing right now isn't always going to work. Mm-hmm. But that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. You can find me on Instagram at Jake's Take Podcast or my personal Instagram, Jake'sSo14. You can find Christy on her Instagram and TikTok at Christy Marie underscore double zero. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, your home for all sports in different forms of variety. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically all podcast platforms. 
and we will be back on Friday with some more excitement. Hopefully our small market teams gets it together, but don't hold your breath too much on that. Even though this season isn't a lost season for Alabama, we're still excited. We're still proud of our guys and we're super thankful for all that they've done. And you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, at Jake's Take Podcast. And as always, continue to be great, make adventures, be the best version of you you can be, bring light into this world. The world is a very scary place right now. Check up on your friends and loved ones. We might be struggling, and some other people are. And as always, we will see and hear from you all later. Take care. Bye.